Welcome to Caregiver Crossing, a podcast to embrace family caregivers of today and tomorrow. And now, here's your host, Tina McIntosh, along with Sarah Shetty. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Caregiver Crossing. I am Tina McIntosh. And I am Sarah Shetty. And we are in our home studio at Joy's house. Um, if you haven't joined us before, I do want you to know that this program was created for, for you. Uh, we, we want to create a program where people have a community and have support and education when it comes to caregiving related issues. It is hosted by Joy's House, which is where Sarah and I both work, not-for-profit adult day service and caregiver support in Indianapolis, Indiana. And we have one of our favorite uh, community neighbors in studio with us. Her name is Trish Clark, and she is officially the executive director at Leukemia and Lymphoma Society of Indiana. So welcome to you. Thank you. Thank you so much for inviting me in today. So Trisha and I have known each other for a while. We got the uh, pleasure of traveling to Mexico with a women's group a few years ago. Um, great, great memories. And she took over this leadership position of this incredible organization. And I had no clue how much our worlds were going to collide. It was, um, my husband was diagnosed with chronic myeloid leukemia and then my daughter was one of their students of the year for fundraising this past year. And they do so many great events and activities to help fund and educate people when it comes to blood-related cancers. Uh, you've got one coming up that's a big, big deal. We have one of our significant events coming up this Saturday. It's the Indianapolis Light the Night Walk. And it's going to be held at Historic Military Park. And it starts at 5.30 uh, with the program and walk starting at 7.30. So people can come at 5.30 for registration. And there will be areas where it's a very family-friendly event. You bring your kids. Um, it's very community-oriented. We are expecting around 3,000 people. Great. And it's uh, we're the only night walk um, that is hosted. And it will just be a beautiful time of honor and remembrance and joy and bringing everyone together to walk the canal and have uh, a beautiful evening. It, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sad we're out of town this weekend and can't come. It's something I'd really like to do at some point. What is the ambiance like there for people? Because an evening walk is different, right? I mean, and, and you're dealing with a heavy topic, obviously. Yes. So people come in, there's I mean, people come in with um, their little red wagons and they got their kids and we have a wonderful kids zone where kids are going to be able to play. We have a, a VIP tent where people could come in and, and get food and beverages. Um, we have a tented area where our corporate teams and sponsors are and they do a lot of tailgating. Um, we'll have a DJ, so it'll be a very festive, fun environment. Yeah. I was going to say, because it's a Saturday night, I wonder if it does kind of have that festive, you know, people are a little bit more, rather than a 7 a.m. event, you know, Correct. where people are still waking up, like they are probably really ready to embrace, embrace the event. Yeah. Totally. And then we have, we have a ceremony where, um, you know, we have testimonies that are shared of survivors, and then we have just this beautiful moment where we bring the circle of survivors together and and do this uh, beam, lighted beam that goes straight up into the sky, 
recognizing those survivors and then everybody lights their lanterns. That's beautiful. And it's just a really, really beautiful moment. You feel a lot of love, a lot of energy and passion and connection. And then everyone takes off and, and does the walk and, and we'll come back and have some virtual fireworks and um, it's all so cool. Yeah. A beam of light shoots into the sky and virtual fireworks. What are virtual fireworks? Not real fireworks. Oh. On a screen. Oh. <laughs> Duh, Shani. <laughs> she said that to herself. I yeah, I did. That out. <laughs> We've decided our voices are hard to tell apart. So. They are. They are. So I think I'm like, duh. On their own Yeah. <laughs> crying in the corner now if people haven't signed up yet can they still do that absolutely okay and they can go online to do that they can contact us online at like or ltn.ini at lls.org or they can call 317-860-3870 all right that number one more time 317-860-3870 3870. Excellent. Well, if people are curious about what uh, what the organization does, you know, what Leukemia Lymphoma Society does, what, what do you tell them if they are in first grade? How would you respond? We help cure blood cancers. Yeah. And so we take them through and uh, show them what your white blood cells are like, your red blood cells are like, and then what the what the bad cancer looks like. And we have these little pillows that we we share in an assembly that mm-hmm. helps educate them. And it's really educating them too on the the disease and their fellow classmates who may have it as well and then how they're able to respond to that. So you cure Blood cancers help cure, right? Help, help cure. Funding help or funding cure our research. I will tell you that I had no idea how much um, the work you do was going to affect us. I mentioned that my husband has leukemia. I mentioned that my daughter did fundraising. But it wasn't until Maya had started doing some of the fundraising, I don't know if you remember this or not, that there was a presentation on some of the research that had been done. And one of the doctors that you all have helped to fund over the years created Gleevec, a certain kind of medicine. Yes. And it hit me, Sarah Gleevec is the very medicine that keeps my husband alive every day. Wow. It's like throwing me into a hot flash. It was crazy. And knowing that my daughter was then participating at the age of 16 to help raise money, just, you know, it, it just came full circle. So I can't thank you enough for what you do. I mean, he drives me crazy some days, but I want to keep him around. <laughs> Absolutely. And we want to do everything that we can to help make that happen. Love we, you, me. Not, not only are we... We've raised over $1.3 billion in our 70th year. So this is our 70th anniversary. $1.3 billion to help cure blood cancers. That's amazing. In 70 years. Yes. Okay, go on. So um, the Leukemia Lymphoma Society was founded by a couple who lost their son, Robbie, at 16 to leukemia. And so it was started with the intent of family and for families to never have to go through that again. And we continue that through today. Um, Our goal is to be able to come in tomorrow and tell you that we don't have a job because we've cured cancers. I get that. Beating cancer is in our blood. And um, 
our, our pillars, our research and patient access and patient advocacy. Last year alone, we had almost $1.5 million come back into the state of Indiana to help over 700 patients with copay assistance, travel assistance, um, urgent need. So we have monies coming back into the state. And also from a research perspective, we fund close to 300 researchers annually, globally. Yeah. And we have two researchers in Indiana, one at the high school of medicine, one at Notre Dame that we're currently funding. It, it's fantastic. And just because you can't make it to light the night uh, on Saturday, if you can't make it, you can still donate. Um, Absolutely. And Leukemia Lymphoma Society, look them up and they will, um, be, they'll make you proud. So, Trish, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I know we're going to uh, take a break here. I want to thank our sponsors, the good folks at American Senior Communities, AARP, Bethany Village, Severance, and Howard. Um, we're going to hear from our friends at American Senior Communities, and then we'll be right back. Caring people make the difference. You can feel it the minute that you walk into American Senior Communities. Experts in senior health care, not just doing a job, but following a calling. They are here to help you and your family find answers, solutions, and peace of mind. In fact, they become an extension of your family. For more information about American Senior Communities, visit ASCCare.com. That's ASCCare.com. We're back on Caregiver Crossing, a podcast. Again, I'm Tina McIntosh. Who are you? I'm Sarah Shaddy. Uh, I want to say thank you to Trish for being with us. We have another guest in talking about upcoming events. There's so much that happens in the fall in Indianapolis. And uh, this is Julie Moore. She is, what, what is your title? Director of the Indianapolis Walk to End Alzheimer's. Goodness gracious, you have a big job. Yes, <laughs> but also a gratifying job. Yeah, so this is the event, I, correct me if I'm wrong, this is the event we see on social media, people on their purple shirts, purple armbands and tattoos, and people really go all out. Um, for this event. Absolutely. Families, friends, companies, um, organizations across Indianapolis really rally behind the walk to Alzheimer's and go all in, I guess. So yeah, to speak. Oh, I love that. And, and it's truly, it's a walk. How long is it? Um, we have one mile and three mile route option and new this year, since we're at Victory Field, we're also offering about a third of a mile option um, for families that might be walking with their loved one that may have Alzheimer's or dementia or our elderly friends. So just one more option this year. That is so smart. Was that your idea? It was um, feedback from a family and we really took it to heart and we yeah. were like, you're absolutely right. We should have another option for, for our families. That's so. beautiful. Yes. That says so much. Um, and, and listening to a family to do it, like that's, that's cool. Thank you. And is it too late for people to sign up? Not at all. So people can register online at alls.org slash Indiana slash walk. Um, and we'll, registration will be open really all the way through the event. People can even come that morning and register. Okay. Um, online registration will shut down temporarily on the Friday before the walk, but just come out on Saturday and, and register there. Yeah, you. it's a lot to get together. How many people do we anticipate? Over 4,000. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Register now if you can. I'm telling you, as a former event planner, people just don't typically understand how important getting that registration is. Yes. Get it in early for those of us who are planning the events. So. Absolutely. And to get all your swag and get your team members going, definitely, yes. Register online, it, it, it would be optimal, but don't let that be the barrier. Right, you, you can still show up. up. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, 
money is raised, how much does it cost to participate? It is completely free to register and there is no minimum fundraising requirement. We just feel strongly about equipping our participants with the tools to fundraise. Um, so really, you know, it's, it's low risk, high reward, I like to say. Um, but then our participants that raise at least $100 will get the official walk t-shirt and some other, you know, swag and um, recognition from, from then on up. 4,000 people, if everybody just donated a little bit, you know, comes to a lot of money, but they're also reaching out to family and friends and community. How much are you hoping to raise with this event this year? Yes. So our goal this year, we put it out there bold, um, was $1 million. Wow. Yes. So we raised $911,000 um, last year. So, you know, we are, um, like so many other organizations, we're seeing some trends of lower um, donation amounts or participation. We don't know what you're talking no, about. No, not at all. That's weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we're all, you know, we're feeling it and we have to change our model of things. So, so what you hear Julie talking about is important, you know, um, sign up and come to the event, but also help to fundraise. And who doesn't want their purple t-shirt? You got to raise a hundred bucks right. to do that. That's you can right. just donate it outright. Yeah, you yeah. can donate okay. it outright. But, for, you know, for some folks too, you can ask for family members to, to give $25, whatever right. that looks like. So tell us when people come, what can they expect? And I mean, on the fun side, because it's, it's, there's so much that, the ambiance, right? Yes. What should people expect? Oh my gosh. We're so excited. Victory Field offers just some new um, landscape for us this year. So we're going to have an ALZ putt-putt course this year. Love it. So um, family activities, our Champions Club, our top fundraisers will enjoy uh, a breakfast with Rowdy um, from the Indians. Um, we will have music and, um, of course, our promise garden ceremony at the beginning of the walk. So it's really, you know, this, as you know so well this is a really lonely disease sometimes and really there's a lot of challenges associated with it but what I love about the walk is it's such an uplifting day a day for families to create memories and um it's just we're really excited about the experience this year yeah and there's a bonding there's a community bonding that comes with it tell us about the um the, the, oh my goodness, I just lost all of my words. <laughs> the time at the beginning, the in memorial, the you know, moment that yes. you have there. So during our opening ceremony, the most poignant part of, of the program is our promise garden ceremony, where you know all the participants will raise their um their flowers, their pinwheel flowers, and each color represents their connection to the disease. And that is such a moving moment to look around and know that you're not alone. If you've lost someone to the disease, there are hundreds of other people raising the purple flower with you. If you're currently caregiving or supporting and walking that journey, there are, again, hundreds, if not thousands of other people raising their yellow flower with you. And then our blue flowers are folks that are living with Alzheimer's or dementia. And again, they're not alone. And then um, also really well representative are our orange flowers, which means you don't maybe necessarily have a close connection to Alzheimer's or dementia, but you believe in the vision of a world without Alzheimer's. And it's, you know, being part of that for the first time last year, I was just, I thought I was prepared. I was moved to tears, but in a good way. And it really just set the tone for like, for the, to actually go on the walk route and just feel that community bonding that you spoke yeah. to. Do That's people great. come from all over the state? Because this is the Indiana chapter, right? Not 
That's exactly yeah. right. So the Indiana chapter has 12 walks um, in our chapter, um, Indianapolis being the largest. And okay. we really see folks, we, we usually say from, from Marion and the Donut counties as well, but we have folks that even come from further than that um, for the, the Indy walk um, as well. So yeah, it pulls from really all of central Indiana. What if people have questions? They want to sponsor, they want to volunteer, they there's some something they need to know personally. How can they get a hold of you? Absolutely. So they can contact me directly at um, J-U Moore, so J-U-M-O-O-R-E at ALZ.org. Um, they can call our office at 317-587-2239, or of course our website, that ALZ.org slash Indiana. If you think you're familiar with the Alzheimer's Association, but you haven't um, done anything with them or been educated by or even visited their website for a couple of years, I really encourage you to go check them out. Um, things are changing and, and you're doing such great work um, as an organization. So thank you for what you do as well. Absolutely. Thank you so much. All right. Before we sign off, speaking about coming events, we've got a big event coming up. We sure do. We are celebrating our birthday. We're going to be 20. Yes. yes. <laughs> so November 1st uh, is our actual 20th birthday. We have our big fundraising event in history. It's been a gala this year. It's a birthday party. Yeah. And someone said to me the other day, I got the invitation on there. It says party attire. What does that mean? And I said, well, you should have read the little script underneath it that said, we don't know. We don't know what it means. Just show up. It'll be a party. <laughs> Whatever that means, it'll be really interesting. Just wear clothes. Birthday party does not mean birthday suit. Right, right. We do. Um, we appreciate camps yes. here at Joy's House. Yes. Um, and I think the Indiana State Museum appreciates them as well, yeah, where so our party is. Wear, wear your clothes and whatever they are, show up. But um, you can go to joyshouse.org to get your tickets. And um, if you're interested in sponsoring or being a part of that, let us know that as well. You've been listening to Caregiver Crossing, a podcast to embrace family caregivers of today and tomorrow. If you would like to learn more about Joy's House, visit joyshouse.org. And for social media, you can like us on Facebook at Caregiver Crossing.